<laughs> welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Heal the Unicorn live stream podcast. Like I was saying, it's typically recorded and live streamed into the Facebook group called Empathy Unicorn Academy. But today we're going live on my personal page. So that way everybody who's on my personal page gets to tune in and get a little bit of a taste of what we uh, create during these podcasts. So during these podcasts, what we do actually is we provide tools to help women rebuild their confidence, which also helps them to heal their brokenness, find their voice, rediscover who they are, and escape that mental prison that they feel that they are in. So that way they can feel, they can live authentically on their terms, speak their truth, and feel whole and completely fulfilled in all areas of life, which is very, very possible. So today's topic we actually have, it's called, what is an empath? So many of you already know what an empath is, hence maybe that's how we got connected. And many of you might not know what an empath is. So just to give you a really, really quick description of what an empath is, is an empath is someone who is sensitive someone who feels very deeply someone who is emotional someone who is a crybaby someone who is a whiny baby and I'm using these words that have been said to me and to some of you perhaps right so that way it gets you to really understand and feel that in your body of what is an empath and that is you I believe that every single human being is an empath. Empath is someone who is able to sense energy, someone who is able to send energy, exchange energy. It's just someone who is able to, there's different types of empaths, so which we will get into. Right now, we're just talking about what is an empath. Empath is you. It's me, Bethany, right? Animals are empaths. You'll, you guys will probably hear my, my little gremlins, as I'll call them, um, or another name I have for them. If you guys have kids and you don't like them hearing bad words, uh, maybe you want to cover the ears, but I call them little shitheads because they are little shitheads. They're running around, playing, having so much fun, destroying everything they possibly can because it's fun. And uh, when we feel off, we come home to our pets and they help us to balance, to feel balanced. They help us to feel grounded. That's something that empaths are capable of doing. So uh, Bethany, I would love to hear what you have to add to what is an empath in the words that you might've experienced in your life. Oh, well, empath, man, that's something that, um, if I would have known sooner, it would have helped out tremendously in my life because there's been times where I would bring myself down with the fact of me feeling so much. And that's what like being an empath, um, cause I am an empath and I, I just have a huge sense of feeling. I can feel outside of me and I can feel inside of me really well. I'm in tune with that because I've learned how to be now and to have balance with that as an empath. But in the past, 
not knowing what's going on and me just thinking that this is just me being like this overly emotional, um, just crying all the time. Um, gosh, and the words that you, you were using are words that people have used for me. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, you don't have to cry all the time. Like, just it's not that bad or something. And it's because what, what really is like the, the, that line for me that like I think back of that really showed me that I am an empath is in times of frustration, in times of anger, in times of sadness, in times of happiness, in times of growth, in times of joy, I cry. And, any, and a lot of times I cry. And at first it was just, everyone would be really mean about it. Like, like, why are you crying about this? And it's just, well, this is how my body feels this. And this is how I process it. And now crying to me is a, is a release more than anything. Now I feel like when I cry, I'm just, I'm really releasing and I'm letting go. Um, Cause as we talked about with water activation, you know, water is very cleansing. Your tears are water. Um, but yeah, really like, so an empath, like what you're saying, it's just a highly sensitive individual. Like, oh, I, you're too sensitive. That's what it was. Mine was, you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. Um, I, I, the word that, you know, be, be more of this. And I can't, the word, I just, it's not coming to my mind, right? And like, you know, like it's there, but it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you know how that is, where it's at the tip of your tongue type thing, yeah. but you know, pretty much like be more, I guess, like carefree in a way, you know, let go of it, like stop, stop worrying so much, you know, and now that I know what that is that I was feeling and like what I was going through back then, like it makes sense. Everything makes more sense. The dots are connecting. And as an empath, I've learned to put my shield up in many in different instances when I'm going to be around a lot of energy to shield me as like my protective cloak, that grounding knot, that shield. So I know what's mine and what's theirs, because that's something also as an empath that I like to describe an empath at, um, you're feeling other people's feelings. You're picking up on other people's feelings. And also you're feeling your stuff like intensely and if you don't have tools and medicines to kind of cope with all those feelings and to or someone to help you like understand it, it's a very overwhelming world, like an overwhelm. As an empath, it was feeling overwhelmed, burnt out because um, you're, you're picking up on all this energy. And that's like back when I didn't know what I, that I'm an empath you know, I'd let all this stuff in and I'm thinking, oh, this is all mine. And I'm just like, that was a lot, like, holy crap, what, you know? And the years later, when I learned and I went through personal growth and development, went through life coaching, got into mindfulness practices, it all just started unraveling. It started to make sense to learn that I'm an empath and I can use this actually for my advantage and I can put up shields so I'm not picking up. And if I am picking up on things, I can question myself, have more of a self-assessment. Um, and so as I like to call that as a like more of an awakened empath, because you know, you said there's many kinds of empaths, but ultimately there's like that, 
victimhood empath where everything is happening to you. There's so many emotions. And that's where I used to be to now where I'm in this empath where I'm awakened and I realize my potential and I realize the energy and I can use this stuff for my personal growth and development and just to help me evolve and stuff. And it really helped expand the knowledge of an empath. Um, but for, I know for you, for me, you're the, you're the expert on what an empath is because you helped me when we did life coaching together, you helped me understand these things. And then also with log being that we did, that helped a lot too. But having a life coach or a therapist or a counselor or a mentor that went, that knows what an empath is, that's going to be your best bet into figuring out I guess what, what kind you are, and I know we're not talking about the kinds of empaths, but you know, to really like figure it out, are you an actual empath or, you know, are you not in a way, sometimes you need a trained professional to help you. Yeah, that's actually a great point. And thank you for sharing a little bit of your journey as well, because it helps everyone to understand how that can come out. And um, so since you were talking about different types of empaths, like you said that there is basically awakened and not awakened there's healed and not healed empaths um there is empaths who are also animal empaths there's uh, empaths who are people empaths as in like that means that we are able to read animals read people understand people animals and there's plant empaths then there's spirit empaths right um, and I'm sure that there are other ones as well, but essentially those are the main ones where I'm sure you've been to or heard of or watched a medium where a medium is able to communicate with the other side with people who have passed away. There's those that are also able to communicate with animal spirits, not so much the people spirits. So there are numerous different types of empaths. And some of you might already know which one you are or might not know anything at all. This might be the very first time you're actually hearing what an empath actually is. And if this is, I want to use the word triggering. If this is triggering you, then this is a very clear sign that there is digging that you need to do. Go and dig for yourself. Dig in information. Um, talk to people, read some books. There's YouTube has a lot of free content as well. Like Bethany said, reach out and maybe find a professional or someone who is a few steps ahead of you. You might not necessarily want to find someone who is a complete expert in that field because the conversation or if you're taking the coaching or um, therapy with that individual, there might be disconnect because they're too too far ahead um, you need someone who is a little bit closer to you because you need to be able to feel safe so that is very important especially for empaths um, so another thing I wrote down is talking about awakened and sleeping empath because all of us are empaths so we're all born as an empath each and every single child but what happens is conditioning a child becomes conditioned to exist in a certain way within the box 
walls within the parameters that are set out for this individual child from a very, very, very young age. And that means from the moment that they're born, they, the conditioning starts happening from the moment that we're all born, actually starts happening within the belly as well. But we're not gonna go there. We're just gonna talk about the child that is you know, here, present. Um, and that is from parents, grandparents, the other kids that they're around, even though they're not speaking, they're still, they're exchanging energy. That's their language. We humans, we used to communicate through energy. We did not have the language that we have now. We were all empaths because this is how we communicated energetically. And there was nothing lost in translation. Now that we have language, there's so many things that are lost in translation because what I say, you translate it in your own way based on your conditioning that you went through. So then what happens as you're growing up, you're constantly being reminded to shut certain parts off of yourself. Your feelings, your emotions, they're not as valuable. Put them away. Stop crying. Stop whining. You're embarrassing me. Don't behave this way. We don't do that. Stop asking why. It's always stop, stop, stop. And it's like the box gets smaller and smaller and smaller until we all want a child who is a little soldier who just sits there and doesn't do anything. But that is not a child. A child is here to teach us a lot of lessons. They're here to awaken us awaken us to who we truly are. And that is part of that is being an empath. So then what happens as we are going through life, being not even being ourselves, because we are a conditioned being based on everybody else's wants, needs, expectations, desires, dreams, hopes, all these things. We're not ourselves. Okay. So we go through life. Some of us have kids. Some of us don't have kids. Many of us go through traumas. Actually, each and every person goes through trauma. So that is when we start the awakening process, when we go through traumas. And we awaken. We are in a lot of pain and suffering. A lot of pain and suffering. Now, what I will say might offend some people, might hurt some people, but I'm going to say it regardless. You know, physical pain that we feel when we get hurt, when something is broken, that is not by choice. Everything else is by choice. Conscious or unconscious, it is still choice. For about 80% of the population, the pain and suffering that is felt, it is unconscious. Even from when we start to awaken to our true potential, to who we really are, and to our empath empathic, um, empathic abilities, we experience a tremendous amount of suffering, which translates into physical pain. And we continue to replay that cycle. Now, none of us want that. And very few of us are aware that that is done by choice, that there are other choices there. But once you become aware, then it doesn't, it, it doesn't just shift and change for you. 
the way that it would need to happen is that you got to come to a decision of what you want to do. Where do you want to go from here on with this new information that you have? And many still choose to suffer. Sometimes conscious, most of the time unconscious because it is the programming. So what you're dealing with is pain and suffering. It is not your fault. It is absolutely not your fault. It is the conditioning and the programming that you have received throughout your life because you were not allowed to be you. You were not allowed to exist in the way that you were born to exist. So you learned everybody else's ways, how to exist, to accommodate everyone else. So now that you know this truth, you have choices. You have many choices, but the choices that I'll give you right now is gonna be black and white. Continue to suffer and stay the same and do absolutely nothing or choose to change, choose to grow, choose to do something about it that will help you to move your life in a direction that you actually want it to be moving in. And it comes down to you. And I will also, remind you because every all of you already know this is that it's not going to happen overnight it's going to involve some work there's going to be good and bad times that's why it's okay not to be okay it's okay to have bad days it's okay to have horrible days and it's absolutely okay to have amazing days as well and i'm talking to some of you that feel guilt and shame and embarrassment when you have an awesome day when you know that you can go and do something that will make you feel amazing and yet you deny yourself that very thing that will help you to feel great because there's a part of you that has been conditioned to believe that you are not good enough that you're not worthy of it or not yet I haven't done this, I haven't done that, I haven't done that. And until I do those, I can't go and give myself that because I'm not allowed to feel good until all these things are done. But I invite you to approach it the other way around, to go and do that thing that you know is gonna make you feel better or incredible or amazing. And then from doing that, you will actually have a surplus of energy to go do the other things. And then you will be coming from a place of joy. We have been conditioned to approach things of do, 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 do. And then you feel joy. That's not how we're meant to exist. And that's why the empath in you is screaming in pain and agony and causing suffering. When we feel pain and we, we feel suffering, that is our body telling us something is wrong. Do something about it. It shows up in the form of overwhelm anxiety, depression, sadness. Um, even if you find yourself being very, very sensitive all the time, feeling like a victim all the time, those are clear signs to take action, to do something that is going to help you. It's your body calling and speaking up and saying that it needs something. It's hungry, it's starving. And you would not ignore your child if your child was screaming from hunger 
you would go and you would check in on that child. You would make sure that child is doing great. You would make sure that it's eating well. Why not take that same approach to yourself? I mean, I'll tell you why. Back to the conditioning, back to the programming. Welcome to the matrix. <laughs> so now it's time to take the right pill and wake up from this matrix and actually do something about it. Okay, uh, now another way of how you can tell if you're an empath is you can feel people's energy through a message, through a story, or when you're talking on the phone with someone and they're telling you they're great, but you're not feeling great because they're lying. And you feel that lie coming through. Perfect, um, leading into the next one. No one can lie to you. You are almost impossible to be lied to because you read that energy. Intuitively, you know that there's something something there, right? Um, and you can also tell which people are not aligning with you. Um, oh, another one. You cry at really good acting. And I say that is when you watch movies or shows or cartoons, really good acting, you cry because they're so good. It's so realistic. And you feel that emotion that they're selling. Yes. And I, I you know, those videos that you see of like, um, when the owners reunited with their pet. Oh, or you, yeah, I can't like, watch that. Coming videos, like those will bring me tears of joy. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, I can feel that. Oh, it's just, and then something else I wanted to um, bring in about what an empath is. I feel like for me, it's an individual who seeks to understand. Cause like there's so much going on. And as an empath, you got to sift through it all and to understand it all. And then also another point that I wanted to bring up um, is that once we are able to embrace our empathic, empathic abilities and being an empath, for me, I noticed my confidence soared. It went, it rose um, and continues to rise because knowing all these things and connecting the dots and all that stuff. But back to you, I yeah. just had a few points come up. <laughs> well, that's a great point. We, I, I feel like it's more of the awakened empaths are the ones that are realizing that we are meant to be seeking we're meant to be growing we're meant to be learning that there's so much more they no longer take what somebody says for you know at, at face value they question everything because then all of a sudden it's like oh my god everything i have known to be true it is not true and it's just it feels like all your insides are out yeah you belong on this planet you don't belong in this world right this is also spiritual awakening when you spiritually awaken to to everything to your existence right and with what you're saying a good metaphor that i just thought of it's like when you're let's say you're at the airport and your luggage opens up and all of your clothes and everything pours out everywhere and you're just like oh my God, like I got to catch this flight. Like, how am I going to get this stuff all back in here? That's yeah. similar. Yeah, different different metaphor. But it yeah. once you get that, but then you slowly start putting stuff back in and it starts getting easier and you're like, oh, okay. 
and then you put the pieces of the puzzle together and connect the dots and then before you know it you have your luggage put back together and you're on your way yeah and in order for that to happen part of my language but you gotta calm the fuck down and that means breathe walk Mm -hmm. away from the situation move away from the situation change your circle of friends stop seeing the people that are negative or are not adding value to your life or those energy vampires energy vampires when you spend time with someone and you feel energetically drained afterwards even if you had like a very fun time together and then after you're done hanging out you're like man i feel drained that's an energy vampire not all energy vampires are bad or mean people some of them are very uplifting people but for you it's just practice also like Bethany you were saying shielding yourself so that's another way how you can practice protecting your energy from others Um, and the more you practice the easier that becomes so protect your energy limit that means limit the you're a sensitive person an empath you're a sensitive person and you gotta be very cautious of what you put into your body and mind which means limit the amount of sad stuff you watch or listen to, okay? Avoid those types of people that are draining you and don't, and avoid those experiences that are draining you. Right now, I'll take an opportunity and to remind you that about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Huge for empaths absolutely crucial because at this point you have learned to say yes to everything to make everyone happy to accommodate everyone and you have put yourself in the back burner and you forgot and now you're like rotting away and you feel like you're dying you're slowly slowly dying right um but instead you gotta put everybody else on the back burner and put yourself on the front burner and take care of you so when somebody asks you to do something and you want to say no you say no without an explanation. Yes, I know at, the, at first it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard because you're not used to it because it feels like you're being a bitch or being an asshole, whatever it is. To them, yes, you might be, but that's not the reality because no is actually a complete sentence that does not need a follow-up. You do not need to explain your reasons why to people because within your reasons, they will find a hole to convince you to take advantage of you, of your weakness of explaining, because explaining something is a weakness. The most successful people in this world, when they say no, do they ever follow up with an explanation as to why? They do not. No. Or no, thank you. Not right now. Mind you, that one right there could also get you into trouble. Okay, well then when, right? Only say not right now is only if you actually mean it. Say yes when you mean it. Say no when you mean it. Maybe that just means a yes, okay? To everyone, you say maybe, that means a yes. Ask a child, maybe. Okay, when is that happening? Like they don't hear the maybe, they hear the yes. That's how everyone hears. We're all just big kids that have never grown up. And we're meant to be that way. 
right? We just look bigger. We have a lot more responsibilities, a lot more duties, but yet we're still little kids. And what's worse is that we have a trapped, hurt child within each and every one of us that is crying out for help. So choose your stories, choose your emotions that you want to feel. Yes, you do get to choose the emotions that you want to feel. So if the one that you're feeling right now is not serving you, you don't like it, change it, shift it. Now, just thinking about it might not do the trick. It rarely does do the trick, especially when you're just starting off. But that just means go and do something that will allow you to feel that particular emotion, that particular feeling. Go and do it. Right, especially right now in summertime, many people want to get out, want to go travel, want to go enjoy life, but they feel like they have to be trapped in the house. Again, for the past couple of years, we've been conditioned to stay in our house because this is where we feel safe. But that is also not true. We do not feel safe in our homes. We feel safe outside, but we've been conditioned to believe that we're not safe outside because there's a big monster running around trying to get us all, right? Yeah. Um, and especially with everything that's been going on in the past couple of years, the purpose of that was to instill fear into people, to put people in a depressed state, to isolate people, to cause more anxiety, to cause more overwhelm, to cause more, uh, more drain in the system, to cause pain and suffering which makes people sick. And that is how money is made. Money is made from sick people. So we all have a choice of how we can approach everything, how we can think about things, how we can tackle certain experiences, how we can avoid certain things, uh, social media outlets, TV. Man, I haven't watched TV and I don't even know how many years, this is way before my kids. And when I, my, my in-laws, they watch TV and, and whenever I have been at their house and seen TV and, and the commercials and everything, instantly I'm reminded, like I, I'm at this point, an awakened empath and healing empath. I believe most of us will be healing and not healed because there's so much that we've, you know, we've, trapped, suppressed, and has been, have been conditioned. There's a lot of things that we got to unpack. It's like silly strings and old tide. And what do you call those? Um, I forgot what it's called. The one that you, I have one of those too. Uh, anyways, but just every, it's a, it's a tangled mess. That's what it is. Whatever it is that we have, uh, that we're carrying and we need to slowly, slowly untangle. Oh, there's a knot. Let's look at this knot. Let's dissect it. Let's take it apart. Let's work on it slowly, calmly, patiently. Because when we are in, <clears throat> when we are in a catabolic state, catabolic state um, is when it's destructive. It breaks down the system. It's where we experience anger, where we experience sadness and overwhelm. It's negative, right? And anabolic is positive. It's when we feel happiness, joy, and excitement, and, and love, right? Uh, now, mind you, in this sp space, we are also experiencing love, just in the, the dark side of it. It just helps us to understand what love is in, in the relation to the other. So when we are experiencing 
catabolic energy. We are not thinking clearly. We do not make the best choices. And we are not really living. We're slowly, actually more quickly decomposing because we're slowly decomposing regardless, but we're decomposing a lot more quicker and we're actually shortening our life by an average of 15 years by experiencing stress and overwhelm and anxiety and fear. So that I think that's everything that I had quickly written down. Um, yeah, because we already talked about quite a, quite a few things. Um, I'm curious to hear what has come up for you, Bethany. Well, actually, I found this this little thing about empaths yesterday, and I wanted to read it because when I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, alignment." Um, but also with what you're just talking about, with like a tangled mess. Something that the image that came in my mind was like, you know, when you have necklaces and they get all tangled up and you can get them apart, but you have to go slowly because if you don't, it's going to get tangled even more and it gets more tangled. And it's just like with healing, you know, you've got to slowly go through it because if you don't, you're going to go too fast and then it's just going to get tangled up. Or it breaks. Yes. Which also means an in the human form, when we are going too fast trying to do something, we can end up making things worse for ourselves and going through a complete breakdown more than once in our life. Exactly. Well, that's a yeah. very beautiful visual to remember. Oh, yeah, I always find that doing the visuals and the metaphors <laughs> when describing deep, like, things like this really help. Um, they help me a lot. So I like to bring them in when they pop up just because I know they help others. But here's the thing that I found. So empaths don't act fake. And that's another thing about an empath. We are going to be authentic. And this is more of an awakened or, you know, you're on your healing journey empath and you know, like you have a stronger sense of who you are you're going to find that an empath is not going to be fake. They're going to be authentic. They're going to show you who they are. And if they don't like something, you're going to know that they don't like something. Just like I had an experience yesterday where I was asked to do something. I didn't want to do it. And I said, no, and I didn't do it. And I was starting to get like, oh, well, you know, fine. Like, you know, I just think it'd be nice. And it's like, well, why don't you go do it? If you think it's so nice, like you do it. It's, it's, you know, I, I, I'm not able to. And that was me being an empath, putting my foot down because in the past I would have people pleased. And that was another thing with being an empath that I did. I would people please a lot because then, oh, they're happy. Well, then I'm feeling their happy energy. And it can be addicting that way too. I'm feeling their energy. And then, oh, okay, now I feel happy, but it's not going to stay. It's going to go away because it wasn't yours that you are feeling you're feeling something someone else's which sometimes it helps in during the healing journey but to know that that really wasn't yours and you were just borrowing that to like give you strength to keep going that's where the boundaries are with it but anyways so with this thing that I found so empaths don't act fake Empaths are sensitive individuals, very much in tune with what's going on inside and outside of them. Awakened empaths will distance themselves from you the moment they pick up on a bad vibe. And that is something too, if I feel like there's a bad vibe, 
with something, I won't do it. Even though if it sounds fun, if I get any kind of like, oh, like a little like hinge, it's like, okay, no, that's a no. I'm not going to do it. I feel something weird. So we're going to, you're going to separate yourself. And you may find that you do this and you don't realize what you're actually doing. Um, if you ever hurt them, they will withdraw themselves. Like if you ever hurt, um, okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> this part doesn't make sense. Let me redecipher this. I didn't write this. It's something I think I the said. way that I'm understanding it is if you hurt the empath, they will no longer feel safe with you. Yes. So yes. They will withdraw yeah. and yeah. basically there's going to be now a barrier or a wall. Yes, exactly. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly now that. Cool. I've experienced this uh, quite yeah. a few times <laughs> and I've also experienced, you know, being yeah. aware of this is bad vibe and energy and being aware of my choice of to not do that. Exactly. Me yeah. too. And it's such a healing. It's, it's so transformative and healing when you, you do that and you figure it out. Cause it's really like, it's a superpower to be an empath because you yeah. can feel so much. But, um, so then it said we, as empaths, we become introverted, we, which I see, like, I would rather be at home because, you know, when I'm at home, I'm not picking up on too many other energies. And if they are, I know those energies because my family's energies, um, and they, we do this because we dive deep into the waters that most people are afraid to. And it's very important for empaths to stay authentic to themselves to harness their abilities. As I was saying, it's important to be your authentic self. And as an, empath, an awakened empath, you will be your, your authentic self. Um, and these empaths, they may think of they may think about you or still love you, but they will respect themselves more and act anything but fake. So if there's something that you cross the boundary, they're going to like, I'll still show you love and I'll still, you know, respect you unless you break that, 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 uh, that respect factor. But I'm not going to sit here and act like everything's fine when it's not. I'm not going to act like, in the past, it's something I would do. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a healed empath and not healed. So this yeah. is talking about a healed empath. So this is just something to look forward to, to for those of you who are yeah. still in the healing process or the awakening process, which just it's up and down and continue to awaken, um, that this is where you get to, to be able to be yourself and part of my language, but not part of my language, because this is the language that I use, <laughs> but not give a fuck of what anybody else thinks. If you don't like something and you don't want to do it and you don't do it. And that the fact that you no longer have to pretend and make and put a mask on to make everybody else feel comfortable with your, with the, the way that you're actually feeling your true yeah. self with your true feelings and emotions. Yeah, exactly. And then it just goes into saying how boundaries are very important because then it keeps the and the energy vampire vampires that you were explaining earlier, um, you know, at bay and that way they can't suck up your energy. Um, but yeah, when I found that, I just really thought in a way like to, like you said, Yana, to give insight on what the other side is so to know that they're like as they say the light at the end of the tunnel you know there is you just got to keep going patience is huge on this on being an empath um and that's something that I'm still learning um but oh it's gotten easier and the more patience I've got 
got gotten, <laughs> the more I'm in balance and in tune with myself as an empath. And one thing that really helps me is going out in nature because then you're in tune with the frequencies outside. And so if there's a time where you just feel super overwhelmed, I'm going to challenge you with this. Go outside bare feet, walk in grass, walk on dirt, walk on the ground, sit on the ground, lay on the ground, dance on the ground. As an empath, I found that that's been super transformative and super like healing because then you're getting all those good like vibrations into your body and I will I'll pick up on nature because as an empath you can it's like a pet you're picking up on those frequencies and the vibrations and if let's say you don't know what you're picking up on and you're outside you're walking barefoot and you're like oh I feel so much joy like where is this coming from well if you didn't already have joy in your heart, which hopefully you do. And if not, it takes time, you know, and it will be there, but you picked up on nature and it gave you a little bit of that energy and being an empath, we pick up on that stuff a lot easier. And that's why I say it's like a superpower because you can use the energy around you as your advantage instead of it being a drain, it's a gain. And that right there like changed my life when I figured that one out like what I can take this like people say we don't have superpowers we do we mm -hmm. have magic and it, and a lot of it starts with the empathic abilities that energy abilities and the more you get into like those activities and practices that harness that so last month we talked about yoga meditation journaling breath work you know, the power of water, all that stuff is going to help you on this journey of healing, of becoming that healed empath that you desire to be. Now that you know what, you know, what's cause, what, what's, what the root causes. Now, you know, we told you straight and clear, this is a hack, you know, figuring it out. This video is a hack for you. So you can now start today one step at a time, go slowly, don't overwhelm yourself. Just like that necklace, one thing at a time, one little knot, one little piece and just watch it transform and you will transform. And it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. And also thinking about it like, it, like it's a game, mm, right? Because remember how I said that we're all children no matter how old we are, we're just a child in a, you know, in an adult life or living an adult life, a bunch of uh, Peter Pans and whatever the other one's name was, Tinkerbells and all that stuff. That's who we all are. And at some point, we had to mature and we had to stop playing games because it was childish, because, you know, it was immature. And that's when life became more dull, more boring, more depressing. It, it was no longer fun. But some of you actually do play games, video games. When you play video games, how fun is it to play video games? Some of you play with your kids, with your dogs, with your cats, maybe with your birds, whatever animal you have. You play with them. How fun is it to play with your pet, with your kid, with your friends? Maybe you've played some games, card games or whatever games you played. Isn't that fun? 
Now, why not take that same approach to anything that you do in life? Anything that you do in life, make a game out of it. Make your own scoreboard. Get creative. Give yourself rewards at the end of each milestone, at the end of each achievement. Mm-hmm. They don't have to, these rewards don't have to be massive, gigantic rewards. They can be a tiny reward. I will go and sit outside on the grass and do nothing for three hours or for the whole entire day, right? Give myself the day off, right? Or I'll watch Netflix all day. Now, I will also take a a moment to remind everyone something that you probably already know is that watching stuff, it, it is distracting, but it does not necessarily add value to our life in the way that we want it to. Because we want it to add value to our life that it's going to fix everything, it's going to feel great. But too often we feel when we binge watch stuff, when we spend too much time on social media and devices, anything tech related, it drains us and it exhausts us and it distracts us and it makes, and, and some of these things, they also emit certain frequencies on purpose to uh, cause you to feel a certain way. None of them are positive, okay? So feeling down, feeling sad, feeling depressed, feeling overwhelmed, that is all from the stuff that you have overwhelmed and overloaded your body because we're not meant to take in so much information that uh, that we take in now. Our subconscious mind is always working. The way that we used to take in information, you go outside and your subconscious mind scans everything. Okay, good, done. And you feel calm and you feel safe and you know, you're good. But when you go, for example, on social media and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and scrolling, that subconscious mind takes in every single thing that you're scrolling through, whether you're pausing it or not. And you keep going and going and going. And I will tell you that is a lot more information than, than your backyard would have. Right. Overloads the system. And no wonder you feel tired, drained, depressed, overwhelmed by the end of the day, by the end of the week, when you have spent so much time overwhelming and overloading your system. When you do that to a computer, it will crash. It will stop working. It will stop functioning. I had to deal with my computer a couple of times because I overloaded it. Um, So I had to learn to make it easy on my computer. And by doing that, I realized, because I, you know, talking about connecting dots as empaths, once we start awakening, we start connecting dots from everything in our past, everything in our present, and the ideas that we have for the future, right? And everything else that we continue to expose ourselves to, even when we watch stuff, we continue to connect these dots. And the way I connect dots is, all of us do this. We all bring it back to ourselves. Some yeah. of us have to connect the dots. Oh, it's their fault. It's that. And bl- blaming everybody else. And it's my computer's fault. But no. Stop giving your power away. Because that's what actually happens. When we blame something outside of ourselves, we're giving that power away and saying, it's not my fault. It's outside of my control. There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. 
That's what happens when we blame things outside of us. But when we take ownership and say, okay, my computer is a piece of shit. I know it's not the computer's fault. It's mine, taking ownership. So what can I learn from this? And now the lessons start connecting. I learned what I can do better with the computer. And I also learned that, hmm, interesting. Humans are kind of like computers. When we're when humans are overloaded, when we put too much on our plate, when we feel like we don't have enough or we're feeling overwhelmed already and we add more and more and more, it crashes the system. And it takes time for us to reboot and come back to our normal self. Same thing with the computer. That's an interesting observation, Yana, <laughs> right? And we can do this with everything in our, in our world. When somebody's pissing you off, Take that as an opportunity and i know in the beginning it'll be challenging to you know take ownership of that situation and you know not blame them but if they're pissing you off the opportunity there is man they've just allowed me to uncover a button of this pissy button that they weren't even aware that was in you that was created so now I get to work through it and I get to get rid of this button so nobody else can ever push it for me. Because that's what we all want. We all want to experience joy. And the way that we would experience joy is by taking ownership of everything and diffusing all the buttons, all the triggers that we each have, that we each carry. Because then anything anyone will say to us it won't trigger us and we'll feel calm and peace no matter what it is that they say. I don't know about you, but that's the way that I'm striving to live. And I still have buttons and triggers that people push and it takes a moment to say, okay, what can I do about it? And take ownership of that because the program is there to blame others and see the fault that they have caused and not take ownership of that. It takes some practice. And the more you practice, the easier it becomes. And when we don't feel well, when we are under the weather or as women, we have our time of the month, when, we, when our system is going through something, when our body is going through something, we often have a lot more triggers and they're, they're always there, but they're higher at the surface. And those are actually the best times to uncover those triggers and then work through them. Now, if you're uncovering a lot of them at once, you can't work on all of them at once. You just can't. So what you can do is you can start working on them by writing them down by writing them down and having that in front of you at all times if possible. So that way you'll get more information for each one. But from that list, you pick one that you want to work through and you wanna pick the one that is that, that requires the least amount of work. Why? Why do you pick the one that requires the least amount of work? because you do not want to overload your system and, your, and set expectations at a very, very high level 
of, in order for you to get to where you want to be, you need to be working at this level and tackling this, this crazy stuff, this really hard stuff. But by tackling the easier ones, you build the confidence to then look at these big, scary things as that's a piece of cake, right? And it becomes easier to do them all. And before you know it, you'll be tackling them like this. You're triggered and you work through it right away within yourself. Some things you might have to work through outwardly, which means boundaries and speaking up and expressing yourself and speaking your truth and using your voice and allowing you know, yourself to, to show up the way that you're meant to um, as your true self and giving less fucks about everybody else because you're not living for them, you're living for yourself. You're not living for your kids, you're living for yourself. You're not living for your partner, you're living for yourself. We're all living for ourselves. So put yourself on the front burner and everybody else on the back burner because by doing so, you'll be a lot more available and you'll, you'll be able to do and give a lot more, which we all want. One of our basic human needs is for service, to be of service to others. That's what makes us feel great. But when we don't feel great, we cannot be of service to others in the way that we really want to. And we just deplete system and empty our cup we talk about this very often give from the overflow of of the cup right of your energy if you're feeling low go recharge outside inside wherever you find you feel called to and feel safest and most comfortable right now go and do that but outside is always the best because really that's where we all belong we don't belong behind four walls um, of, you know, essentially a prison cell that we have keys to, to come in and out. <laughs> Fun way to think about it. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, before we got done, because I know I talked about like putting on that protective cloak, like having that there. And I wanted to kind of tell everyone, for anyone that's interested in what I do, what helps me, because it might help you. So ultimately, I make intention with what I'm doing. So I do this after watching TV. I do this when anytime I'm on my phone, like when I'm done with it, I do this. Like if I'm after I'm done in a, in a, you know, in a physical environment with, you know, grocery store, whatever gas station, I do this for anything that's for outside energy. And Really, all I say is I have a really long one that I do, but the short and sweet one is what's mine is mine, what's theirs is theirs, return to sender. And I imagine I'm just giving all that energy back to that individual. And then I stop, I pause, breathe, and kind of reflect, was that really mine? No, that wasn't mine. Okay, cool. You know, and it helps kind of cut out because like you're saying with like tv and like internet you know all that stuff there's a lot of those consumptions and when I do that for that that cutting that cord pretty much it's releasing that energy so then I'm not carrying it anymore and I don't and as an empath I found that to be super super impactful um during this journey of healing and just to 
separate myself because I would I would pick up on people's feelings all the time because that's what it is, you know, and be having that that barrier when you're done, you're like, okay, I got my protective cloak on. Like that wasn't mine. So that was from that show or that's because I was scrolling on the internet. Cause before I would do, t- I mean, I, in the past, I've, I've seen it just in real time where like, I've just got done with yoga and I'm feeling great. And then I go online and I see all oh, a bunch of, you know, bullshit. And then my mood goes down and it's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. No, that's, I was, that was not how I was feeling. So that's not mine. And if it is how I'm feeling, why, what pressed a button? Like you're saying, what was that trigger to cause that? But cause that's really what it comes down to too, is like a lot of times you get a button pressed, you get that trigger and then it's like, okay, well I need to unpack it or it's simply not even yours. And so to have that, that, that barrier of what's yours and what's not is very important as an empath to help you on the journey, I feel like. And then I did the, the quote for the day. And this, at first I was like, I don't know how this makes sense. But the more I think about it, it, it really, it, it's a, being at this state, in this state as an empath is super healing. Um, so here it goes. Let this state of being in the moment and going with the flow infuse with all of the connections and experiences presented to me with loving gratitude. So when you're dealing with everything externally and internally to remember to be in the moment and go with the flow in all of these experiences and your connection with the people around you and to be grateful for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it can be challenging, like you were talking about social media, you know, you're in a great place, you're overflowing with energy, and you're going on socials, and you're instantly like depleted, your cup is empty. And what I will say to that is that socials are junk food for the mind. So when we eat junk food, our body feels like total crap. And when we inject junk food into the brain we feel like total crap and with social media real quick um choosing what i want on my timeline has been huge because if there's something that's making me feel a certain type of way that it's no one's not mine i unfollow i tell facebook nope i don't want you so then your timeline is in tuned with what you want so you could actually make your social media work for you to where you're not getting those drains and if you do get them pop up you're able to like nope I don't want that so then Facebook's like oh they don't want to see that they don't want to see that okay we're not going to show it and it, it's in a way it's it's protected it's protection for you as well exactly. it's a boundary setting on social media exactly. <laughs> and that was exactly the next point that I was going oh. into because you know how I was talking about uh choosing what emotions what experiences what you want and then talking about social media being junk well you can choose your junk food you can have healthier junk food that's for you right um for example i'll use an actual junk food you can make zucchini chips right it's much better for your body it's still junk food but it's much better you won't feel as crappy so the same thing with social media anything that you are watching anything that you are reading 
I want you to be a lot more conscious of what it is that you are choosing to consume. So like Bethany was saying, um, and this is, you can do this for all social media where you can, uh, you can mute people, you can unfriend people, you can unfollow or whatever the word is. Mm -hmm. uh, you can choose the ones you want to see first. I know, uh, I know you can do that on Facebook. I think you can choose up to 30 people that you can see first that they're going to be your favorites and you get to see all of their stuff all the time. And I do that for all my socials because I do not like the last thing I want is to go on my socials and to feel like shit, whether it's, and it's often what causes us to feel like shit is the sad stuff we watch, the negative stuff that we hear, people bitching, complaining, and whining. Um, there's other places for that. Mm -hmm. Coach, therapist. I mean, the list can go on and on. Um, and then the third thing that causes people to feel like crap is when other people are doing very well and they don't feel like they are. So comparison. So those are the things you got to then put to the side and consciously choose. I no longer want to follow this feed or this person because it is not adding value. It is taking things away from me. So social media, it, you can make it be, you can help it be uh, healthier food, but still remember it is still junk food that gives you um, dopamine high, which comes and goes really quickly, which means that anything else that you do in your life needs to be a lot bigger than what you get through social media. And that's why many people are doing a lot less and trying to do more, but they're not able to and feel like failures, feel like losers, feel unsuccessful and completely unfulfilled. And we talk a lot about different ways and different things that you can do, we can do that will help us to feel fulfilled. And social media is not one of them. Junk food period is not one of them. So healthier ways is get outside, go play games, go have fun, go socialize, preferably face-to-face. -face. Go hug your pet, go hang out with your pet, go hang out with your kids, go do something that is going to bring you a, a, a sense of adventure. Social media is not something that's gonna give you a sense of adventure. For the time being, it would, but eventually when you eat any kind of junk food, eventually, your body will catch up to it and it's not going to feel great. So just wanted to put that out there. Been there, done that. So I'm speaking from experience and I've been off social media and I'm on it. So unfortunately we can't be off social media entirely, especially if you're building a business, especially if you have friends and family on there, especially if you do enjoy it. But what we can do is we can limit it. Set limits. You, 
I don't, I haven't done this, but I know that there are options on the device where you can set the amount of hours that you spend on any social media platform. And then afterwards you won't be able to get in there. Like I said, I haven't done that because I've been good at controlling myself. I actually have to remember to go to social media at this point and remember to go and do these things. <laughs> Whereas I'm like the opposite of the way that I used to be. Um, and now I'm figuring out a, a happy medium in between. So often that's what we got to do. And this is where we actually do find ourselves very often is being on the, the polar opposites, right? The, the black and white, whereas we're too much into social media and then completely going off the grid for like um, for quite some time and, and then coming back and, and it's challenging to come back to certain things once you become aware of what it actually is for you personally. It will be essentially the same for everyone, but how it affects you personally and once you become aware of those things, it's like once you open the... Um, um, a can of worms and it's those are climbing out it's really hard to close it back up right uh, once you open up pandora box there's no closing it once you are aware of something once you're conscious of something there's no going back to it once you know the truth and the realities there's no going back to it so same thing here i'm trying to find a happy medium now uh. <laughs> yeah it's it's like finding that balance that that um actually today for my number I got so I keep getting number 11 and when I see number 11 it's like right path uh keep going synchronicity like you're on it you know but you remember to your intuition and your power but the message that came from it I, I wanted to share real quick because what you're just talking about kind of reminded me of it um, my intuition and power fuels me while my restoration and balance heals and regenerates me while working through old patterns, stories, beliefs, etc., to reframe and rewire and heal to the healthy new pattern, stories, beliefs, transformation, and changes. Nice. Yeah. So there's that, that combination, like you're saying the balance, you know, you're doing like you're following your power, you're following, you're doing the doing the actions, but then you're also finding that time to regenerate and heal. And I actually started recently doing a thing where I stop eating by nine o'clock because then I'm giving my body time to heal, time to process everything I consumed. And that also goes with my phone and it's been a little bit harder I'll be honest but I am working towards that but the food thing is right now and then because one thing at a time too much is always overwhelmed but I have been more conscious of you know at 9 p.m after that being like okay well if I'm not gonna consume food why am I consuming internet or my phone food if you want to think about that because I my that part of myself needs healing time as well so having that time away is very important um and I know having a business online it's super hard to like find that balance because you're like no like I gotta stay in the algorithm but I noticed by having this balance and I'm sure you've noticed it too where things just kind of flow to you like what's meant to be will always be for you and when you find that balance and that alignment it just starts flowing it's like the, the abundance just when you're open to it it just flows and it will flow and flow and flow 
but you got to be open and receptive to these things. Yes, very great point. And as we're getting now to the end of our um, our podcast today, I wanted to end with this with this thought. When we are feeling overwhelmed, when we feel like we are not doing enough, when we feel like um, everything is busy, often what we do is we add more things to do. But instead, what we're supposed to do and should do and must do is to take things off that plate. If you've ever been to all-you-can-eat restaurants, when you're full and you still have stuff on your plate, do you go and you put more stuff on your plate to eat more? No, you do not. You leave it there and then you sit, you hang out, and then maybe you go back to it and you eat some of that food later. But do you ever actually empty the plate? Some people, yes, some people not. But I'm using this concept, this, this visualization that is actually what happens in our, in our minds. Everything that we put on our to-do list and must do and have to do all these things that in word, involve the word do in there, it's like that food on that plate. And how many plates can we actually consume of these do's, right? Not that many. And also, if you want to lose the weight, you got to make, you got to put everything in a smaller plate. Same concept. If you want to feel better, which is the, the weight that you're carrying, the invisible weight that you're carrying, you got to put everything in a smaller plate, which means less things will fit on that plate. It's like tricking you. It, it, it's a trick. It oh, is yeah. a visual trick that actually works by you putting things, that's why in North America, uh, there's so many people that are overweight, overweight is because we have larger portions, larger plates. You go to the other side of the world, they don't have these massive plates. They know that this is American style or size, right? Um, and that's why they are not overweight. Yeah. But the same concept for the mind, smaller plate, smaller portions, and you will get it done. Instead of having a long ass to-do list, put two or three things on that list. When that's done and you still feel hungry, you can add more, yeah. right? But only add one more, add one more. Not refill your plate, because then you'll also feel like, oh my God, I'm wasting, I haven't done anything, I haven't accomplished anything. I'm wasting all this food, right? Um, and you feel like a failure. So just add one more instead of, the other three or four or so on because we say yes to a lot of things when we feel very anabolic when we feel great but that is the worst time to actually make a decision the best time to make a decision is when you feel like crap because let's say for example you you want to get a puppy right when you feel like total crap how are you going to feel when it's time to go and take that puppy out for a walk to clean its pee and poo that it makes? Because it takes a while for them to be trained, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you can tell if you are ready for something or not, is when you feel like total crap, how willing are you to deal with it? 
do it? And if the answer is no, then the answer is no, whether you feel great or, or not so great. So the same thing goes for when, actually the opposite goes for when we wanna quit a job, for example, or we wanna quit doing something. Never quit on a bad day. Never quit on a bad day. Quit on a good day. Because when you're feeling great and you're still in that space, it's like, nope, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. you got to have three consecutive good days. And then on the third day, if you still don't want to do it, that's when you quit. That's when you quit whatever it is that you are doing. So that's such a good point. <sighs> yeah. Kind of goes around the other way. Because often we are feeling like crap and we quit something and then we regret it because we, we were just, we weren't ourselves. We don't think clearly. We're not rational. Yeah, I have a little story to tell the audience real quick that has to do with this perfectly. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm limiting like the, so I'm doing a 30 day challenge where it's 9 p.m. That's my stop for consumption time so I can heal. Now, Friday, well, no, it was Thursday night. I over-medicated with my plant medicine. I was feeling burnt out. Um, my conscious, you know, I just kind of went into that old state again. Um, and I binge ate. Now at that point, the next day came around. The next day I was like, oh, I feel fine. That, that was okay. You know, that, that was okay. So then the next night I had a snack late at night past the 9 p.m. And that's when those feelings started to come in. Like, oh my God, look, you're not, you have a challenge right now. What are you doing? And I had to stop myself from punishing myself and bullying myself to be like, okay, well, what, what can I learn from this? And at the end of the day, I was going to quit doing this challenge in my mind, because, but it was a bad day. You know, it was that after two days of kind of eating late and I was ready to be like, okay, well, you know, this is, I don't want to do this. Maybe this is what this is telling me. No, ultimately, if I would have quit, I would have felt worse, you know, quit doing the challenge. But the next day I got my motivation. I thought about what I learned, uh, how I could change it, transform it to do better next time. And actually the situation motivated me to now it's been six days since that happened, five or six days and I don't want to quit it. I, I've been stopping eating at like seven, eight o'clock instead of nine, actually, because it helped me see what I really wanted. But if I were to quit on the bad day, it would have probably brought me into that victim state more. And I would have had to got myself out of the mud, out of that hole, because, you know, it was a bad day that I was like, oh, no, like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so in that, in that instance, for who anyone's dealing with it, take Yana's advice and do the three days. Cause like being at like five or six days of me asking myself that question, like, do I want to quit this challenge? No, I want to keep going. What I actually did was I added on extra days. So it's technically not a 30 day, it's a 32 day challenge because I'm holding myself accountable. Well, I'm not starting over, but I'm going to add on a few extra days because we want to do this challenge and we want to do it for the amount of time that we said we were going to do it. And it's a personal accountability thing for me. But anyways, that's besides the point. I just wanted to share that little story. <laughs> no, I feel like it's right on point because it gives a real life example of what, and a very recent example as well, of what that might look like. Um, not necessarily as a, as a job, 
But as a challenge, as things that we do in our life that we say yes to for many reasons, and then something happens, a, a challenge feels challenging, right? <laughs> and then we're like, no, I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep going because I know the reward in the end is so worth it. And and I know you share this with me. So, and that you learn so much from those failures, so to speak, which are not failures. Because success would not exist without failure. They exist together. The good, the bad, the yin yang, right? That's why we go the polar opposites. We need to feel really crappy to really understand and really remember and really, really, really understand what it's like being here. And then have enough of that to then say, fuck this. Mm -hmm. I don't want this. I'm going over here. And we can't just jump from one to the other. So we slowly start going. Sometimes it brings us back because that's part of the journey to remind us of why we're doing what we're doing. And also learn more lessons of what we can do better to make sure it doesn't happen again the next time. So everything in life is a challenge. And when we feel challenged during a challenge, it's a reminder to check in with ourselves, check in with our progress, check in with what we're doing. Maybe it needs a little bit realignment, readjustment. Because if we do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, that's not fun. And we're all about having fun and playing games. So what do I need to do to tweak it a little bit, to make it a little bit more fun? Add two more days. Perfect. That's fun. Right? So, and we all going through different things. So we can't exactly tell you what it is that you need to do, but that's something that you can figure out on your own based on these, this example, these examples that we've been given throughout the video. And Make a list because chances are there's going to be more than one thing that you can do. And I know the last thing you want is to forget all these ideas. So write them down so you have them whenever you need them, but choose one, maybe two to do, depending on what it is. Because again, you do not want to overload your system. Too many things on your to-do list is also junk food. So thinking about it that way, now we all understand what junk food is. And how, like, uh, this this morning I was having a conversation with my husband. We got these, um, for tacos, there's uh, there's bowls for tacos. Right? They're awesome. Now, this morning I took it out and and I'm telling my husband because we wanted to have fajitas. And I'm like, oh, we can do fajitas and that. He goes, you know, it's scary that they've been in the closet Mm. since we moved into this house nine months almost a year October will be a year and they still have not gone bad and that right there is definition of junk food because junk food it lasts for a really long time if not forever it might taste a little bit different but that's what junk food is and when we eat it it affects our body for a long period of time it takes us time to get it out of our system I think a cake takes about a week to get out of our system maybe even a month it's like some crazy number 
that when we eat sugar, we eat certain things. I think sugar is the one really that takes a month to get out of our system. Caffeine as well takes some time. Uh, drugs and alcohol take some time to get out of our system as well. I think for some of them, it's like a month or three months or whatever it is. So whatever it is that we're putting in our body, we, we seem to be living in, in the moment then, but with everything else in our life, we're always like jumping ahead and looking into the future. But why not do the same thing with whatever we put in our body, in our minds? Look at it from the future self perspective. Is this where the future you would benefit from? Yes. Okay, then do it. No, don't do it. It's a yes or no, right? Give yourself too many options. You won't choose. Give yourself two options, yes or no, you will choose. All of us choose that way. Go to an ice cream store and it has so many options. That's why I don't go to the ice cream store. Yeah. I, I, I stopped going there because there's way too many choices. I stopped a really long time ago because as a kid, I was like, oh my God, so many choices. And I'd be there forever choosing. And I, you know, being an empath and not knowing, I could feel people's energies. It's like, hurry up, hurry up. And, it's, and I choose like kind of like frantically and uh, right. And it's not the best place to choose from. Yeah. Anyways, that's quite a bit for today. I feel like lots of uh, food for thought. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I just. But you know, it it really got because we are here for Empath Unicorn Academy, and empath is the first word in there. So to really break it down for everyone. Okay, well, here's empath. This is what this means. Are you this person? If you are, come join us because we are here for you. We've experienced these things, we've grown through, and we got tools and medicines that can help you in all ways. And I, I know I was thinking about it the other day, and I was just listing a bunch of stuff that off the top of my head. So if there's something that you need help with, I got some advice for you if you would like it. Yana has advice for you if you would like it, or we can help you figure it out for yourself by you figuring out what you want to do. So there's options and we're, we're here for you. Um, thanks for thanks for having me every week here. I, I, I love doing this with you and I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for our viewers. It's such a beautiful community and it's only going to get even more beautiful as time goes on. Yeah. And a great reminder of why we chose the topic for today as an empath. Because next week we'll be talking about your authentic self, which is the unicorn part, and yeah. afterwards is the academy, the know, the knowledge and education and things and everything that we are. Uh, every topic that we bring is connected to Empathy Unicorn Academy. It's connected to our our journeys, our experiences, our tools, our knowledge, our medicines, everything that we have, you know, uncovered. And we're bringing it to you to do something with as well and to connect your own dots based on your own life experiences and get your life to the point where you are actually happy with it and feeling fulfilled because too many people are feeling completely unfulfilled. And too often it is because the focus is on the doing and not being, or too much being and not enough doing. It's 
the lack of balance, lack of awareness, lack of routines. There's different things that are in there that are like that tangled necklace, like multidimensional, old tangled mess that we now need to untangle for ourselves and do something with it. Not just, oh, this is great. I didn't know that. Close the book and then walk away. Do something. Use it. So I love our chats. I love our podcast. And I am more than happy to have you on here every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Typically, we go live in our Facebook Empathy Unicorn Academy group. Oh, somebody's awake. Um, but they're like, oh, she's saying bye. Let's Great timing, too. It's like you want to say goodbye, too. <laughs> um, so typically, we go live in the group. But today, we wanted to use this as kind of like an invitation for everyone to check out who we are, how we talk, how we communicate, how we bring content to you guys. And if you like the, the energy, the, the vibe, you know, us, the content, you like it for any reason, Alf, that's my toe. <laughs> Come and join uh, the group. Uh, it will be, you know what, I'll probably put it in the comments down below to make it easier. Or you can go through my my profile and you'll see you'll see the Empathy Unicorn Academy group on there. Or if you want to make it a little bit more difficult, you can, or not so not so difficult, go to uh, the search bar on top of Facebook and type in Empathy Unicorn Academy, and you want to join the one that says Empathy Unicorn Academy and then EUA in the brackets. There's also uh, the business page as well, which you can go and like. Uh, so the group you want to choose is the one that does not say VIP because VIP will be for the paid members, which I will be starting up soon enough. Other than that, you like this video, please give it a heart or a thumbs up, whatever platform you're on. We would really appreciate your thoughts and most importantly, your biggest takeaway from this video today. What stood out to you the most, especially at the end now that you are walking away with? Maybe something that was great or maybe something that triggered you. Um, maybe there's action steps. Oh my God, they're like biting my toes and <laughs> sharp little needles. Um, we would love to hear from you. And most importantly, share this video with your tribe. Because if you're watching to this point, that means that it's that this video and we spoke to you, um, through your heart because this is the people that we follow the people that we connect with is through our heart not through our heads but through our heart and when we really feel specialized empaths those are the people that we want to surround ourselves with so share this with your tribe and until next time we'll be live in our facebook group we'll see you guys all there bye everybody. Okay. thank you thank you bye